skin like you belong. Takes more than that, doesn't it? What? To steal from the Empire? What do you need? A uniform, some dirty hands, and an Imperial toolkit? <laughs> They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? That someone like me would ever get inside their house. Walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. You got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? Cassian Ander. Let's get to it. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions and or Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy. He looks like a Clem. It's Luke Blywalker, Master Blywalker. How are you, sir? I look like a Clem. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oi, oi, server lord. Yes, mate. Uh, back again. Another week, another Andor episode. And uh, no, I'm here for it, mate. You know, those early mornings, those early Star Wars mornings. They are special. They are good fun, aren't they? You know, what did you text me this morning? Uh, um, alarm clock sessions. There we go. <laughs> that, we are, it, is a, it is a morning morning this time, isn't it? We're recording much earlier than we usually would, but uh, we don't mind because it means we've yeah. got less time to uh, avoid social media and less, ta- less time to avoid each other during the day. Uh, so it's an early morning start. But yeah, alarm clock sessions. Uh, this, this is, but this is what it's all about. Like you say, mate, a Star Wars morning is exciting but you know me there's something about when you know when the night's drawing a little bit um sooner it's a little bit colder in the morning a little bit darker still like those old mando vibes of 2019 and, oh. and the like there's something about that look s- summer sessions are great in with our recaps but these winter ones autumn ones yeah <laughs> yeah something special about mm. it something very very special about it now i'm looking forward to diving in to some and or episode five um the 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 title of this one is beautiful mm. i really like it uh, remind me of what it is Matt boy <laughs> tell the listeners it's called the co-host forgets it's called the axe forgets which is a very cool title and it's it's used in a line of dialogue within like the first five minutes of the show and uh for those who haven't watched the show to hear that line of dialogue this recap as we always do but we have to say it bears repeating will be full spoiler we have just just finished watching this episode and i mean just finished yeah. but we're going to be giving our full spoiler reaction so go check it out and then come back and listen to us talk about the axe forgets directed by Susanna white written by dan gilroy lukey boy you know the drill by now we've done plenty of these recaps what did yeah. you think then up top about episode five of andor um i'm really looking forward to seeing what other people think about this episode uh i'm especially looking forward to hearing what you think for me mate are uh, if i'm being completely honest if i'm being completely transparent it was a bit of a mixed bag um i think there's a lot to love in this episode there are a lot of uh, indeed strengths um the dialogue is sensational like some of the dialogue in this show is absolutely sensational um, but if, if for, for me to just cut to the chase and give you a reason as to, to, to why it's a bit of a mixed bag, um, 
it reminded me a little bit of maybe the the, the second uh, episode of Andor, where mm-hmm. I feel I feel like it could have easily been like split into the other episodes around it. Okay, now I know that this episode is uh, taking it more easy. It takes its time. This series takes its time. There is a lot of character development. But for me, that's pretty much all that happened. Character development. That's fine. That's that's fine. And for some people, this is what I mean. I think some people might absolutely adore that. But for me, mate, um, I I can't help but feel like, oh, mate, we've got to wait another week to see the what happens next and and uh when it's the best part of an hour spent on that you know I, i'm not entirely sure how i feel about it uh but i do want i do want to like um express that there is a lot of things i do love about this episode as per usual as as with and or generally um i'll shut up now though that's that's <laughs> my general they're my general feelings matty boy what are you saying about this episode uh, well, I always appreciate your honesty, as do our listeners. Uh, you'll always get that on the sessions. You took the words right out of my mouth with that first opening gambit there when you said, I wonder what everybody else thinks about this. As soon as this thing shut off after, apparently it's a 46-minute episode, take credits off, it's about 38 minutes, whatever. Um, the first thing I thought of was, whereas episode one and two, I thought, I, I bet people are going to think this is a bit boring. Episode five, I know people are going to say, what was all that about? What happened? What a what a filler episode. What a load of old rubbish. Now, obviously, I don't believe that it was filler or rubbish. I'm with you for the most part on that, though, because it was very. This is very much the calm before the storm. Now, it's the it's the development. Yeah. It's the growth. It's these uh, the, the squad that Clem Cassian is in with. It, it, uh, Dan Gilroy, who wrote this, and Tony. Let's find out a bit about them before they're probably all slaughtered next week to, to give us some uh, emotional payoff there. But it's more about them. It's more about Andor. But of course, it's cross-cutting to see what Cyril's up to. They were fun scenes. Um, but then obviously, we've got the Mothmas. We've got Dedra. They are fitting quite a lot in, which is what we said last week, that they have now got to kind of start connecting all of these threads. And I like that they do it sparingly. Like We get only get a little bit of Dedra, a little bit of Khan. They don't try and cram in too much but no I, I totally agree my friend this definitely felt like they're building up now to episode six which is going to be the siege on the on the garrison and whatever else the, the mothmas get up to maybe a divorce by the looks of it but yeah, yeah. I, I do think I, but I, I liked the episode it wasn't my favorite one of the lot but it, I, I didn't come off this one thinking oh wow that was awful it was more oh no, I know what the world's going to think. But for me, as somebody who knows that it's part two of a trilogy, essentially, and this, yeah. like you say, episode yeah. two is the same, I get it. But like you, it's that knowledge now that we've got to wait another week just to find out what the resolution of this slower episode was. But I, overall, I, I, I was in with it. Yeah, it seems to be um, the middle arc thing so far you know and i've already made the comparison between episode two and this and that there's there there are is some similarities but i'll be honest i think i preferred episode two um to 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 this two I don't two know. Two two. Do, do. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know i don't know um 
Yeah, no, there, there, there is a lot to love. The dialogue in this is sensational, isn't it? The dialogue, the atmosphere. The dialogue is superb. It's the best. This is, this is the best dialogue we've had in Star Wars since. I don't want to say when because, oh, <laughs> because, but this is some of the best dialogue we've ever had in Star Wars because right. it just feels authentic. And I, I get that when we're dealing with space wizards and the force and, and all this kind of stuff that there is always going to be an element of, space opera and fantasy and whatnot but this feels really grounded and i i believe what the people are saying i believe it in the situation that they're in and why they're there and how they're putting it across it feels real mate yeah it does this definitely feels the most like um a world war Two sort of drama out, out yeah. of out of everything we've seen you know out of star wars this feels the most genuine and the most authentic experience. And what I like is you can tell that this is very much the, the, the primitive version of the rebellion because it's almost like no one knows what they're doing a little bit. Yeah. You know, you're <laughs> right. Getting by by the skin of their pants. Yeah. Basically like it's not really that. No, no one seems to be super confident about what they're doing. What they do know is maybe why they're doing it, with the exception of Andor, and that raises a lot of suspicion. Yep. You know, like why? Why do you care? Because we all care. We all have reasons to be involved in this emotionally. You know, we all hate the Empire. Everyone has their own reason for rebellion. What is it? Or everyone has their own version of the rebellion. What's the line? Yeah. Uh, probably Listen that. Me. I don't remember. Yeah. I thought you would have written it down, mate. I've got a load of notes as usual. I was I was frantically typing away as I was writing, uh, but I didn't get that one. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, he, that that was one of the standout parts of the show for me, mate, is like mm-hmm. everyone has their own version of rebellion of their own life. It basically their own personal relationship with why they hate the Empire, you know, what yes. the Empire has done to crush them. Uh, and you even hear the other side of that, you know, um, with the Imperials, like being stationed there. Oh mate, it's it. Th- there is a lot to He's love in it. this episode. There, I, there, there is, and this is the thing. I think on paper there is a lot to love in this yeah, yeah. in this episode. On paper, this is outstanding television. It's just that when you are doing a weekly, um, a weekly release schedule, right? When you're doing a weekly release schedule, yeah, and you're looking forward to something, and then you know. Not a lot happens apart from character development, which is albeit important, yeah, and is kind of a cornerstone of this television and this kind of storytelling (laughs) in Andor. And what makes it so good? So good. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if we got one of those. Yeah. Always. 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 Uh, We don't know. It's too early. Too early (laughs) to slap out the soak. (laughs) That's what Andor is always about. That is what Dan Dor's all about. But um yeah, I I I, the, I don't know, there's just something about this where I was like, ha, huh, this feels a bit lean to me. This episode just felt a bit lean, like they just went, Okay, we'll do a slower episode here. To 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 I hate this maybe to fill the three Uh-oh, he said it. Arc. I hate it, mate. I hate the overuse. <laughs> I hate the overuse. I know people that I generally probably disagree with on a lot of things will be saying the same thing. But 
I, I, I can't help but feel this is this is a, with with the exception of episode two, but I think it's it's more accurate here. Is that in place in places it just felt like ah, oh, this could have easily been the two episodes, I think, and just made it a bit longer. Maybe gone for that hour mark. Anyway, I, I don't know. I, no, no, what? you're right, mate. And all those people that we that you're going to disagree with, well, they can give themselves all the fat and service they want. Character development for me is more important than. Uh, most things I've said before, story comes first. But it's funny though, isn't it, mate? It's funny because um, when Mando was on, when Obes was on Kenobi, we were, and I assume the most people, but we were very much enjoying that weekly uh, release date. We were like, I'm so glad this isn't on being binge drops so we can look forward to what's coming next week. We're getting these tantalizing drops at the end of each episode. And now there seems to be a shift where with a show like this, people are saying, or, you know, they're believing that maybe the binge watch would have been better or like the arcs, three arcs at a time would have been better. Uh, it's not three arcs at a time, three episodes at a time, sorry, one arc yeah, at a time yeah, would have one been arc better. At a time. And mm. episodes like this do kind of make me think, yeah, do you know what? I do agree with that. But then, yeah. and, and with a show like Anna, that would only then be four weeks uh, long, which I think to be fair was only how long Obi-Wan was pretty much. But Or you could space it out and have it bi-weekly, but drop three episodes at a time. Uh, I, I, you know, I'd like that, but it, that's mm. not how they do it. So, you know, I'm just going to carry on, keep up, keep calm and carry on and, and assume that episode eight is going to be a slower episode and episode 11 potentially is going to be a slower episode as the middle parts of those arcs. But I think what, like you said, what this episode does do though, is it, it gives us that setup. Now we now, we, we now know who the major players are going into this final episode. Obviously, uh, Clem and the gang. Yeah, we 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 know about Cyril, the Mothmas. You know the Mothmas family dispute. Man, imagine being at that breakfast table. And Dedra uh, is is all over that as well. And we also see Ferrix, so we know kind of what to expect a little bit more now from Episode Six. But we also know that Episode Six is going to be that bad boy heist. That's what's yeah, going true. down. And true. And I thought. As part of an arc, a full mixed on this. No, no, that's that's totally fine. That's that's what I'm thinking. As part of an arc, though, if you had all three at once, this would be fit because they are literally setting up everything about it. They're doing the planning. They're going through the drills. We have that great moment towards the end where you know they they leave the camp and they start kind of marching to or walking towards the garrison, and it's like the it is like the here we go kind of moment, the calm before the storm again, or the calm before the eye. Um, oh. and of course, when, if we had the next one to go to that, the payoff then would be immense. I think having to wait the extra week, I think some of the, I don't want to say momentum might be the wrong word, but the, the tension no. that this atmosphere, that this episode created, I yeah. think by next week, it may have dissipated somewhat. Yeah, because there we go. Yeah, I agree. We just want, well, I, we just want the action next week. We're going to forget about the development. Because TV is so difficult to do, isn't it? It really mm-hmm. is difficult to do. You know, you think films are difficult, but to tell a story, a consistent story, week in and week out, and it really does depend if you're dropping it all on one go, you know, dropping it like it's hot, or <laughs> are you spacing it out? And I think when you are spacing it out, um, this this is the sort of cost of that, is that it can, and I think you used the right word, Matt, I think it can maybe lose a bit of momentum. Um uh, let, we we said that about the first three episodes, right? The first arc, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure you were the one who said, "Well, thank goodness we got the third episode because that we needed tied it. everything together really well." And it it really did need it for me, mate. 
I can't help but feel that this week, which is the opposite to last week. Last week, yeah. I was like, man, that is a strong, strong episode. Maybe even my strongest of the whole series so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, st- I stand by that. I will still stand by that. But uh, yeah, I that that's that's my criticism so far, mate. Or my critique. My critique, critique this week. And and maybe it is just a simple fix of, mate, you know, um, if, if you're going to watch it all in one go, you probably won't care or won't notice a lot of the criticism here. You'll yeah, just exactly. adore it anyway, which is a testament to the show. But maybe more of a criticism on the scheduling. Uh, you know, so, um, but dude, I mean, we got, we got cereal in blue milk. I mean, <laughs> cereal eating <laughs> cereal. I mean, <laughs> so I might moan about, <laughs> I might moan about the scheduling, but we got cereal in Star Wars of blue milk. Um, Cyril Khan, he's a naughty boy, isn't he? And I'm pretty, I know I'm skipping right to the end, but my, I'm pretty sure my guy had some like Clone Wars hot toys or action figures in the background. <laughs> yeah, those like new black series black. figures. <laughs> I'm pretty himself. sure they were, um, I kid you not, Matty Boy, I'm pretty sure they were like clone troopers, like action figures of clone <laughs> troopers like on his, on his like, they had something there because I, I, I didn't pause to look at it, but it did look like he had some kind of uh, pop culture paraphernalia on the back there. Like, like you say, a, a limited edition black series only available in the galaxy. But I did wonder what those were. And I did kind of also wonder what he was playing with at the time, but we found out what that was, but Cyril and Cyril, we, I love what we got about him. We, we don't, we get like, it's almost like little interludes with Cyril. Yeah. He starts the episode off having his blue milk in his cereal. When he, there's, there's a, there's a Malu run on the table as well. Star Wars Rebel fans would have there got is. that. Um, there is. And we, we, we kind of meet his mother who's like, you know, you might as well wear a sign that says, I promise to disappoint you. I was like, wow. Okay. Here we go. What a supportive mother. Um, and she's questioning his prospects. She's going on about someone called Uncle Harlow. Look, I'll speak to Uncle Harlow. He'll take you on as a family favor. Oh, gee, I wonder what faction Uncle Harlow works for. I wonder if it begins with Imp. Um, but yeah, the, the, those little interludes we get with Cyril, two two out of three are at the breakfast table. I, I like them. It's that kind of it's that slice of life in the galaxy that um, that, I, that I love seeing because it's not all just space wizards and force. It's nice to know that this is what actually happen like i said last week this is what actually happens in this universe you know people just normality yeah have breakfast yeah go to work and then the the 0.0001 one percent are the ones who have these powers and generally change it apart from when rogue one came and it was the the unknown soldiers who changed the galaxy but yeah i I love those little interludes and and didn't that apartment look cool mate that apartment looked very cool oh i loved it absolutely loved it do you know what i i i think whenever Coruscant is on screen. It feels like a character yeah. in its own right. You know, it feels like a character that's kind of been um, uh, almost like sterilized in like the worst possible way. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel as diverse. And I know we've not really seen it um, l- as much as we 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 did in the in the prequels. But what we have seen so far is that it's a different vibe. A mm-hmm. different atmosphere, a different. It, it doesn't feel as lived in, or or the living in it feels certainly different to you know the, the the prequel era, which would make sense maybe from from an imperial perspective. It might make sense. Um, and oh, mate, I I I think 
Coruscant, just literally the Mothma's car, um, <laughs> just speeder, just going along. And I, I was like, mate, this this just slaps. I love, I love the look of it. I love Coruscant. I love that we're in this big city. Um, but the, the caveat to that is one of my maybe criticisms or something that I've noticed, certainly in the last few episodes, is, um, and by that last two episodes, <laughs> is there is now suddenly – a lack of aliens and a lack of droids that we did have in the first three episodes of, of Andor, you know, and I always said the droids and the aliens and even, even some of the architecture reminded you, there were always those constant reminders of no, don't worry. This is Star Wars. This is more mature, but, but this, there's still that Star Wars humor. There's still Star Wars aliens. There's still yep. gloves. There's still like loads of things that are so, <laughs> so, so Star Warsy. Um, and I didn't get that as much in this episode or maybe with the exception of like the tie fighter and Coruscant itself, maybe, maybe I'm forgetting one or two things, but um, yeah, that, that, that was another thing I noticed where I was like, Hey, there's not like many, maybe this like rebel gang should have an alien in it. But then again, maybe that would ruin the character development and the amazing <laughs> grown-up dialogue that we're, we're, we're yeah. getting it's I, just I, one going yeah. ur, ur, ur. <laughs> i agree yes <laughs> i'd be here for it yeah, it I'd would be, be good wouldn't it? it and maybe i don't know maybe that would be a maybe that would add something i know we're joking we joke now but maybe that would just no, add no, something you know it right. works in rogue one doesn't it i and get why the imps don't because we know that the imperials and the empire as a whole they don't like aliens they don't like yeah. them whatsoever they, that's, that's always been established well, i get that and i and yeah the reb this little kind of rebel cell there is i think there is room there for a an alien or or, or even like a cybernetic or something like a um They've been to um, that geezer's Thundercats dojo in Book of Boba Fett and got like a new arm or something. I think there oh, is yes. room for more, but uh, I guess it's I, like it, Boba Fett. Boba Fett needs a bit more Andor and Andor yeah, needs a bit, bit more Boba Fett. <laughs> and then we'll have the perfect show. Again, yeah. It comes down to the question though, mate, which isn't necessarily, or, or, or it's a criticism or statement, which isn't aimed at yourself, mate, but it's more that if people need to see aliens or that or, or tie fighters or, or stormtroopers in star wars you know what is their you know what where does their kind of tolerance level lie if that if you need that to enjoy a star wars story mm, true. so Good there's uh, there's I, I also think about that because at the minute you know i'm digging this because we, i know I, I saw some imps they mentioned uh they mentioned jakku in this episode which i, was oh, I love that. that this little castle like that. see that a castle fondor jakku and mm. some place called steer guard um, which is where that box came from. But no, I, I get you, mate. It, would it be nice to to see like a couple of stormtroopers in that garrison? Yeah, it would have been so nice to see some a stormtrooper or two just walking in the back. I mean, I don't need to because I got I got enough. But I I, I agree on the point that if there's if there's nothing, then I think that would be. Um, I don't say there's any alarm bells, but I do. They, they have to fair, keep that DNA fair. somewhat. And having that Tie Fighter. And having seeing like Blevin on Ferric Blevin on Ferrix and places like that, that you, <laughs> you know, and, and Coruscant, yeah. little bits of Coruscant, that that worked enough for me. But I, okay. but I get what people are saying that I guess coming off of Boba, especially Obes Kenobes, and even Mando, 
you know, they're so steeped. It is just like Star Wars 101, whereas even five episodes in, this feels different. But then again, Rogue One felt different to a lot of people. It always felt like the outsider for a lot of people. But then at the same time, that is also steeped in Star Wars goodness. I mean, it's all over the place. Um, Stormtroopers, Vader, Kyber crystals, the Force, lights, like, so everything's in there. But um, no, I, I do. But I do get the the criticism, especially about the the, the aliens. I suppose though, because we're basically just stuck in a forest, that's why we haven't got any. But I do agree. It would have been nice to have seen like an alien or a droid um, rebellion fighter. I think that would have been quite interesting, especially like especially a droid one, considering we're only fifteen years away, apart gone from the Clone Wars. Would have been cool to see like a a droid drawing the fight against the empire kind of turning their turning the tables on them but uh, we don't and it is what it is yeah i mean it, again when you compare it to the first three episodes you, you know you're getting b2 emo you know a yeah. boy a no, thick mad. red boy you know there's <laughs> there there is still just plenty of reminders that but anyway you know well i think i think i've lab- labored that point anyway um so and I, hear, I, hear what you're, I, I, I hear what you're saying because i yeah this will work for a lot of people and actually probably a lot of people might find this quite refreshing so mm-hmm. there's there's that too so um, you know I'm, I'm bearing that in mind as well i'm bearing that in mind as well um one thing as well that i noticed is there's the young lad with the hat in uh, the group it, who nemic ne- right yes it is nemic and he has that like camera thing yeah and he's like and andor's like what like, how how do you use this so he's like oh right yeah it's but you have to like um use it manually i was like that's like a camera because obviously i, t- I, I do a it. few cheeky cheeky photos and uh there there is a difference between using camera automatically and manually you can mm-hmm. manually use the camera and it takes a lot of practice and patience to learn how to do that um and that reminded me of 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 this and but it was the the dialogue that followed that really interested me and he was basically i mean i don't have to word for word quote really because again this is an episode where despite my criticisms i was just sitting there listening to it and watching i was absorbed and invested in it um but essentially he was saying, yeah, well, you know, if you, if you end up using like all of this imperial stuff, then, you know, they want you to become reliant on it. They want you to be used to it. They want you to be, to have like a kind of complacency with it. And when everyone's doing that, then they won't question the empire. You know, they'll, they'll, they won't question authority. And he went, whereas this doing something manually, yeah, okay, it's a bit more work. But it's freedom. It's freedom. It's it's liberty. You know, I'm not subjected to any sort of imperial tracking or or, or, or imperial system. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was absolutely delicious. You know, that one line of dialogue over something quite simple. You know, a bit of technology. Um, I thought was really, really, really good writing. Really, yeah. really impressive writing. He says writing. The, the pace of repression outstrips our ability to understand it. So, you know, the, in terms of technology, the, the Empire's taken over so quickly, then, you know, we, we just have to fall in line. Like you say, this reliance on their tech now comes into it, whereas if we rebel against it, and he says they will have to shake the galaxy awfully hard to loosen our grip. There, there is there is a re- the rebellion, the mindset is there, and Nemec is uh, one of the in, in this gang 
is one of the main kind of cheerleaders for that. You know, he's he, he's probably the youngest one there, but he's relying on the old ways. He understands what this repression is doing to the galaxy as he sits there drinking his dray milk. Um, yeah, I think I think he's great. Alex Lawther is, is the guy who plays him. I think Nemec's really good. A lot of people think he's going to yeah. bite the bullet next week. Um, but we'll see. But if so, that's what this episode is for. I mean, it's coming from somebody who, who loves an art house indie drama when it's just two people sitting in a room talking to each other. This is, I love all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we, we find out more. So we find out more about Nemec and also um, Taramin. Uh, we find out more about Taramin, who's played by Gershwin Eustache Jr. What a name. Who what becomes name. The, the leader of the squad at the end because Vil and Sinter, they go off somewhere we don't know where they've gone but they're going they're being very secret squirrel but taramin becomes a leader we find out a little bit more about him and his his style skin as well he's the one who takes the kyber crystal we find out about him and what happened to his brother and why he's anti-imperial there's so much good stuff we find out about <laughs> these people i could see you giggling away I'm it's so, put me off I'm still, I'm, I'm still laughing at that <laughs> Your impression of the gunk, gunk, yeah. Just that walking it. Yeah. Uh, it worked with yeah. Chewie, but could we do it again? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we could. This is where we need yeah. K2 to come into it. This is where we need K2, mate. Um, but no, uh, mate. Uh, yeah, what is that tattoo? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm in it for the money. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, mate. I love it. We find out more about the gang. Vel takes a back seat. Cinta, we find out, uh, we find out that I think Clem might have a little thing for Cinta, but at the same time, Cinta and Vel are a, are, are, a, um, are a couple. They're in a relationship, but I think Clem has got eyes for Cinta. Like at the end, Vel's like, you know, keep your, keep, keep your focus, Clem, when he's talking to Cinta. Is there going to be a, is she going to bite the bullet, which is going to cause, um, heartache for Vel and Clem? I mean, there's a little subplot text there, subplot, sorry, they're throwing in here, but. Um, yeah, that 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 bit you mentioned about the tech and that is great. Uh, they've got they've got that scale. Sorry, not to scale diorama they built last week. A little Back to the Future ref, um, which they burn in this one. But they're literally using sticks and stones and old technology. Which, if if a, the original trilogy taught us, that is just, you know that is the the lifeblood of the rebellion is we'll cobble together what we can find. Yeah. Um, I I think a few of them are going to copy it next week, mate. I don't think it's I just going to be right. one. I think there's probably two people are going to die. Um, and I think Andor being one of them. Yeah, oh, <laughs> imagine go, that goes without saying. Retcon I mean, Rogue One. I'll, I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to that actually. But, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I do think a few of them might be able to uh to to die. I next think week. you're right. And the the reason I say that is because it seems like. Andor is the only one who kind of knows what he's doing. Yes. Or, or, or is sure of it. Like he's the only one who actually demonstrates like top tier espionage skills. Like mm-hmm. he's just got it. You know, he, he just has the talent. He has the goods. Whereas everyone else, uh, I'm not convinced. Well, there's that scene, isn't there? When he's talking about yeah. the pilot in the, the, fr- the freighter out of the yeah. vault and it's like tell me you knew you you didn't know what you were doing did you how the hell were you going to get this off the ground without me you didn't you were leaving uh, leaving this up to chance and they're kind of like they're saying basically yeah you're right with their eyes but they won't admit it 
without yeah, they said we'd claim figure it, we would have figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we would have. Fi- and it's and like, there's a line in uh, it where it, they can't. I think it's Skeen who uh, Andor says at one point says something like, "Look, I'm just looking forward to surviving and coming back tomorrow or something." And Skeen like says like, "Yeah, wouldn't that be wonderful?" I think they accept that that the gang accept that. This is not probably isn't going to end well because they know the odds against him. Whereas Clem, Ka- I keep calling him Clem. Cassian is the only one who no, just who Clem. kind of knows of what he's doing or thinks he's got the smarts to get out of this. The other ones don't. I don't think they think they're getting out of it. I know Vel says, you know, no more farewells. We've got work to do tomorrow. But the two, uh, yeah, like you, I've got my I've got my death mark on two people, um, which I'll mention later on. But you're right. There is a massive inexperience here with the gang that Andor only bolsters and thank goodness he's there this is madness the best podcast you've ever heard Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd Got a Patreon now, we're lots of tears From $2 a month is all it is Best podcast Hello there Best podcast Best podcast Roger, roger Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as two dollars a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcasts. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now. We're lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Now, he, you said something else uh, just a second ago in jest, but I, I did think of this seriously in the episode, is that we know that this is a prequel, and therefore we know that Andor survives, like he lives. Yes. And I think this show is doing a really good job of, you know, to be a prequel and to, to, to actually um, create suspense for something you ultimately know is the outcome. I think that's a skill, you know, that is mm-hmm. a really, really big skill. And I, I may, you know, I don't envy it at all, but I think this, this show is doing a very good job of that. Um, but there were one or two times in the show where I was like, well, I know he survives. Like yeah. <laughs> when, when there's the, the guy, I cannot, I've got the guy's name. It, it was it skin skin. Yep, Skeen. Skeen, right. Well, when Skeen goes and puts the knife to Andor's neck and he's like, (laughs) and then he like (laughs) 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 whips off his necklace for him. Yeah. Um, I was like, hang on, hang on. You know, like we know what's, we know what's going down here. You know, we know that. And then there are just those, that there was those moments where I was like, I know what's happening. I know, I know what's going to happen. Like, you're almost messing around with me here, mate. Like, Come you, on, know, Gilroy. you don't, you don't necessarily need to be doing this with Andor, you know? And I know in that 
instance it makes sense and that is being very picky i know i think it was more of a skiing issue i took it because it earlier on in the ep he was skiing what a name skiing's going through and all stuff isn't he? he's got like his stuff laid out and he's going through and he's like you know whose blast is this mate and then there seems to be that suspicion and then he he, he whips off his kyber uh, necklace luthan's kyber so i think it is more to show skiing being distrustful or, or that there's nobody trusts each other in the gang but yeah you're right i didn't at any point think that um taramin was gonna blast andor in the back but wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be a uh, retcon for the ages if they just kill andor in like the first scene of the next episode but, um yeah, yeah. you know Sorry, it, guys. It, is, it is tough yeah. to do, though. somehow yeah <laughs> andor returned <laughs> um he has yeah, no, a it twin but I did think that the episode did actually deliver quite a decent bit of tension. I think it's more because they let us sit now with the gang in the woods. So we, and we think next week, a couple are going to be boshed off, but it's that it, it, it was the use sometimes of just diegetic noise or just a little bit of music or, um, those di- the dialogue between themselves where you thought, okay, now we're getting to know them a bit more. And I'm understanding them. I'm starting to warm to these people. It's kind yeah. of the tension of, okay and that, what's to come and when that when they set off for the mission you do kind of feel like right this is you know play time's over now um but yeah it's, it's tough to make a prequel feel <laughs> important but that's important. why they've got like mothma and all the rest of them in as well and that's why they've got all these new characters in as well now here's a here's an interesting thing with our boy skin like Skeen. he had he had some tats didn't he he had some yeah. tats um you you went yeah. So I've just I'm like, just looking at my notes. I've got them written down. You're not sure. so, yeah, yeah, I've actually got them noted down as well. well I think one was a crate head. Yep, crate a head. crate head. He said you're you're a crate head. Yeah, whatever that is. Maybe maybe he's addicted to the crate <laughs> dragon <laughs> eggs or something. Like <laughs> oh, oh, you're a crate head. He's like yeah, yeah, I love yeah. It. Every Saturday <laughs> night, I'm I'm down <laughs> the pub doing some crate. Head. I'm a recovering crate head. <laughs> 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 uh, and they, yeah i was like well that's gotta be something to do with crate dragons or something yeah, right i mean because i believe it or not i actually turned the subtitles on for that good man i was like i was like is that crate is in the planet or crate dragon you know like which one is it like that could be either in especially with star wars you know the head could be anything, doesn't yeah. make any difference like that there could be something cool like the crate head <laughs> and it's like I, a base i don't know it might be like a legends thing I, again I, I don't know about that so uh i couldn't th- i couldn't think of anything in like certainly live action canon that was yeah. um that meant anything other than the fact that it's just a relic and i think the other one was a by the hand tattoo yes by the i hand. don't know what that is either like that sounds like a creed or a guild or something by the hand it kind of it had, that had some kind of to me that had some sort of militaristic feeling to it again i don't know somebody out there's probably listening saying come on lads this is what i mean come on we don't know but by Did by you the not hand read this novel in the 90s yeah and i didn't you read this west end games pamphlet i don't know it kind mm. of, for me it felt like by the hand i don't know it's you know, you'll die, but live by the hand, die by the hand, whatever, something like that. It's something about how we're going to get revenge because we know it's all about revenge because he says to Skeen, you, you're just in this for revenge and we find out why later. But for me, it's something like that. I don't know, like boots on the ground kind of military. He does say you're out there like fighting or something. So I think he's obviously, well, he is an ex-soldier. That's what I got from mm. it as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I got that. I kind of got that vibe from him, but maybe he maybe he fought in their Clone Wars. 
as a kid or like as a younger man mm. or a kid or a teenager or something. Yeah, well, when I saw the barcode, I did think, barcode, clones have that, but you don't look anything mm. like Timuera Morrison. Who's this imposter? So I don't think he was a clone, unless I'm unless I'm drastically missing the point here. Um, yeah, I, yeah, maybe he did because he looks. I mean, the Clone Wars would have been this is five years before New Hope, so about the Clone Wars ended fourteen years before. The guy looks like he's in his forties, so yeah, he could have been a young fighter, like um, late teens, early twenties in the Clone Wars. Well, I want to ask you um, a slightly different question. Sort of going back to the um, the slower pacing of this episode, very much character driven episode. There, there is tons of dialogue here. Um, do you think? And I'm going to include somewhat my, my, myself in this, right? Just to be, just to try and be balanced. You know, we love to try and be balanced in the sessions. We you know, do. we've got we've obviously got opinions like anyone has. You know, if you haven't got opinions, then you're a bit boring. But um, do you think that, I mean, you've said, and I don't know, this might be like the best episode ever. People might be celebrating this and doing like the victory celebration and Ewok dances <laughs> over this episode for all I know. But we set free. I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that this episode will be a bit of a mixed bag online. Um, you have the same feeling. Yep. Do you think any of that at all has to do with people's, and I'm generalizing a little bit here, but like the shortening of attention spans for viewers, for cinema goers, for TV series watchers? Um, do you think anything like, like the general culture of today will have anything to do with the, the, the kind of a reaction that we're imagining right now? Yes. <laughs> Frankly, yeah. yes, I've said before, we live in like, we just live in a fast food world now where everything is served up as and when you need it. If, if, if we, if we, if we really wanted to, we could go, we could go online now on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and immediately at our fingertips is the re- world's reaction or who have those who have seen it to this episode. Um, you know, we can go online now and stream as many films as we want. We could react. We can say what we want online. Um, and immediately start a civil war, blah, blah. So, yeah, I do think it is a byproduct of the times we live in. But at the same time, there are other shows that are weekly and have been for for the, for, the, for years. There always have been. It's not obviously things like Stranger Things and the Netflix model. They dump everything at one go, Squid Game and that. Um, but then yeah. back in the day, like the biggest one of the, if not the biggest um, TV series of all time in terms of like pop culture seismic shift was Game of Thrones week on week um and you know even in the episodes where it faltered people were still going back people still loving it so but that was nearly a decade ago as well but and we've moved on since and i do think now there is more of a need to consume everything immediately there is an impatience i've seen online and that comes down to anything even when it comes to the transfer window in football announce this person blah blah blah. there is a need and impatience for information and i do think gratification instant gratification and i think it's a horrible sense of entitlement as well which all of us are guilty of and i and i put me and everyone in that because it's been there's been times when we've said well even this episode like we've got to wait till next week to find out what happens like you know, it is. That's just the way it is. We'll, we'll move on with it. But I, I'm pretty sure there will be people who won't be happy and may even fall off the train. I know people who have said, "I'm just going to wait until the whole season's out and watch the whole thing in one yeah, day." Same, actually. So, yeah, so I think same. that's there's kind of the answer to your question in in a nutshell. There is. Well, I know people who are some are fairly big Star Wars fans. Some aren't, and they've started 
and they're going to finish when it's done. Or I know some people like my man Burke, who I think is just going to watch the whole thing in one go when it comes out because he just doesn't, he's not been interested by this show, like the way it's been marketed and handled. So I do think though, there is that kind of the, the, this entitlement or consumer is approach that we have. And I don't mean that to be a, an attack on the world whatsoever. I just, it's just no, an observation. Well, you you kind of can't, you can't not mention it, you know, especially with an episode like this. And I, I, mm-hmm. I'm cause <clears throat> I think it's good to look at like, for me, I, I, it's good to look at myself and go, is it that I think there is a bit of that, you know, I think there is a bit of like that. I think sort we're all of, guilty of it. Yeah. Yeah. There is a bit of that sort of, um, socialization into, you know, wanting everything to be quicker and faster, more intense. Yeah, but that's a perfect yeah. way of putting it, though, because that's what yeah. I think what people want. And I think people want Andor to be faster and more intense. But, but I do believe, and I'm going to stand by this, because I do believe by st- sticking with your guns, you know, and I think if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, you know, but, and I'd be happy for people to prove me wrong. You know, of I'm course. one of those people. I'm not too, like, protective over my, my views, especially when it comes to a, make believe do you know what i mean i'm not you know thank you so any anyway anyway but you know it's all good fun and games at the end of the day but i do i do believe this episode could have been split into the other two episodes right now you know i i i do believe that especially when you take away the credits you look at how long this episode is mm-hmm. um and when you know you're comparing and I'll say again comparison is the thief of joy you know we know that but when you do look at you know shows like rings of power that are putting out hour plus episodes you know week in week out the other day i stuck on rings of power it's a 70 minute episode i was thinking for a minute man that's like there are films that are only like a few minutes longer than this (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and uh but you know i'm i'm not going to complain too much because um like i said there's a lot to love in this episode but and i think this is why we're, we're not necessarily um diverting the conversation in this recap but the recap even itself in itself like between you and i there's only so much we can go over because most of this episode is dialogue yeah there's so, like three things isn't there which is or, yeah, or four if you want to be pedantic there is what's going on in the woods with the with the gang what's going on with the Muffmas, which we'll talk about um what's going on with cyril which we've kind of mentioned and there's like one quick, okay, there's, and then the Imperial side of it, we see Dedra, they mention Hosty and Prime. And a bit of Luthan, right? At the and end. a bit of Luthan at the end. We also see Dedra Miro, the Imperial officer. She takes some, some kind of galactic pills. She takes pills oh, and yeah. knocks them down. So we don't know what that's about, but, um, let me have some so, paracetamol, mate. Yeah, maybe that's some of that crate <laughs> head, but, um, <laughs> yeah. um, so we, so we kind of see Dedra, we see Blevin on Ferrix, but that's, you know, we, we, we know that they've taken over. So that's kind of, fine that will pay off down the line so it's really just mothma the woods and cyril plus the yeah, luthan at the end which uh I'll, again i've got something to say on that as well but, um well but what about the well, we haven't mentioned the mothmas then we see the mothmas the mothmas we see them <laughs> like twice in this episode once at the breakfast table and once <sighs> in mothmas cruiser Last week they set up there was going to be like a dinner party and we're going to see Slymore and Ars Dangor and people like that and it's going to be really tense and uh, politically driven. But it, it, it would seem they've either just not done that or we're going to see it next week. Um, but we kind of see more of this 
family relationships like the other side of Mon Mothma's life. And we find out she's got a daughter who I found out was called Leda, who's like her dad, a goon. Now she's she's just well, she's a teenager. She's anti authoritarian authority when it comes to her mother. Her dad is loving it, like Perrin sitting there, who's a, who we find out is a snob who won't use the staff's name. He'll just say like waiter or driver. Um, yeah, he's a mug. But he, he's he's loving it. He's loving that his his daughter is standing up to Mon because he still sees her as somebody who just lives for their work. He doesn't understand, you know, her role in the galaxy, or maybe he does, right, and he is just right. horribly obtuse. Um, but yeah, I don't she's think like, he does. I, I get I get the you're probably right. Yeah. yeah, and he's I, like, I, and she's I like, I appreciate the support. I felt really angry at that moment because I was like, oh, this guy is awful and he's raising his kid to be awful. I was like, oh, I felt really frustrated. It's really difficult. Have you ever seen The Crown? A bit of The Crown. Okay. The Crown is exceptional. That is one of my favorite. I've heard, yes. That is one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, I love The Crown. It is absolutely brilliant. And um, I remember saying something about a character. I won't say which character, but I remember saying to my missus, like, my, my missus from a very working class background, right? She's from inner city Birmingham. And, you know, her, her upbringing was, was pretty colorful, to be honest. But, um, I remember saying something about this, this very privileged character in the crown. And, um, which of course is a real life person, right? And I used to, and I said something like, I can't stand that person. And she looks at me and she goes, why can't you stand them? And I'm like, ah, oh, they're just like so, they're so upper class and, you know, they're, they're so this, they're so that. And she goes, that's why you, that's why you don't like them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're just, they get on my nerves. And she's like, yeah, but you've got to bear in mind, like they, they were born into that. Mm-hmm. That's what they were born into. Like they don't know any different. Like that's, and that conversation that we had, honestly, that was like, that was like one of those deep conversations in life where I was like, yeah, no, you're right. I knew that. I knew that deep down and yet I I still had this this kind of outwardly opinion you know this strong opinion on 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 this person that I probably shouldn't have and it comes um, down to how you treat people though like the way I saw Perrin treat like the way he just spoke to the staff as if they oh, were like, underlings I mean you could be born into that but it still makes you an awful person in my eyes like just general respect for your fellow human yeah, pe- people, but people can change as well. Yeah, of course. You know, like, yeah. like that's the whole point of Star Wars, isn't it? That's the overall arc of Star Wars is that people can do these. Like Anakin, literally, has slaughtered people. He's committed, <laughs> right? Atrocities. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know that is the point. And um, also, for people in that, that sort of life, it, they get wrapped up in it. They get caught up in it because I, I the way he spoke to that's nothing that like the Queen didn't do. And yet, you know, a few weeks ago, everyone was like mourning the queen. Everyone was, you know, celebrating that because they recognized, well, you know, the queen maybe did a lot from a certain point of view. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to, we don't get too real worldly mm-hmm. here, even though this line of thought is a bit of that. But um, <laughs> I, what I thought is like this family, maybe if they didn't know um, the, the, what, what Mon is up to and what fantastic work she's doing behind the scenes. Maybe she has chosen to keep that secret, keep that private, not necessarily for her sake, but for their sake, right? Yes, Which is an act of love. Um, and they're ignorant to the fact that, Hey, maybe, maybe mum isn't around a lot. Maybe mum mm-hmm. does work a lot and maybe mum does seem to do these weird things that are like, and she doesn't want to associate with these people. And, and they're thinking it's all a bit weird. It's well, all they a bit say weird. It's all for it's show, isn't it? They say. 
Yeah. And I think, I think the, it's a just, I suppose what I'm trying to say is that maybe it's a bit more deeper than like Mon Mothma is the hero and she's doing everything right and by the mm-hmm. book and the, the, the daughter and the husband are schmucks who are like, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they're doing things. Like, mate, I look at them. I can't stand them. They seem like people <laughs> I can stand. <laughs> you know, they, they look like they've the been left behind though. Correct, yeah, and yeah, there has to be, it. and I think that's what this show does very well. And, in, and even though we don't get much of them in this episode, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot of layers and some complex storytelling that is beyond just, yeah, man, like this guy is an idiot, jerk, is an idiot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, of course he is, but I think the show is almost trying to tell you why, because when you bring a kid into it. You know, a young lass, you know, you're not meant to go, oh, I can't stand her, but you kind of do. And I I think that is a conscious decision. They have tried to go, well, maybe there's a bit more humanity behind this, right? Yeah, she's annoying. Yeah, you disagree with her. This is the young lass. Yeah, she's maybe a bit spoiled. But I think as well, this is maybe, again, this this was a bit on the nose for me. Her name is Leda, one letter away from Leia. Yes. And when you compare these guys to the Organas, right? Um royalty over mm-hmm. on Alderon. Um they're you know, it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? Of they're course, still yeah. like you know, they're 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 well off, nice people, but they're 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 good. They're good people, seemingly. They're good people. But again, mm-hmm. we're seeing it through a different Different vision, different lens, I suppose. Anyway, I, I, I just wanted to say it because I thought that's like quite complex. Yeah, and- no, it's very true, mate. I, I heard that mm. lady's middle name is Hosen as well, which is a nice touch. Um, the uh, in the kind of, I thought that was good anyway. In the speeder, uh, Perry, Mon Mothman does say to her husband, you know, I didn't think you'd care about the new foundation I'm setting up because it's charitable. So starting to see this like back and forth behind the scenes, and you're right, maybe, yes, Perry is doesn't doesn't come across as a nice guy maybe there is maybe there are reasons for that maybe he you know maybe he, uh, he feels like he's being shunted aside for whatever it is his wife is doing maybe he doesn't know maybe he feels left behind um and, it, and maybe the daughter does she's going through a time in her life where you know the life changes she was going to change as a person yeah, judging right. by her age and her mother's not there maybe there's that to it and that's going to play into mon mothman's story and if so wow didn't expect that in a Star Wars story, but I am I'm here for it. But yeah, it, it, I like how again they didn't spend that they, they just cut these bits in like an interlude, like we said. It was just a little bit of story about what the Mothmas are up to, just so we had a little bit of flavour. But they kept the yeah. story on and all because before the episode the season started, we were told it's fifty fifty, it's fifty fifty with Mothma and Andor. But at the minute, it does seem still to be kind of oh eighty twenty maybe. Um, being generous 50 50 yeah maybe we will i mean after this this after we get past the battle that's not about the heist i think next episode that's going to be that's going to be clem's episode all over and then maybe after that well i was gonna say what happened to the yeah the first three episodes of this year then the next arc is two years later oh that's that's season uh, two that's season two Uh, season two season one season one is season one is one year well they have to because they've already said the final the final shot is him starting rogue one um which is i don't know how they're going to do that though that is very interesting how they're going to do like three episodes is a year that's 
let's see how good uh, a writer you are then. Now I, I have full <sighs> faith that they can do it because they've, they haven't shown me that they can't yet, but that is going to be so interesting as how they do that. I mean, in a minute, I mean, what episode one, two and three, well, these two don't seem as if they were a million miles apart. Do you know what I mean? The first six episodes, they feel like they all happened within the space of a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, if that, if that, if, if, if that, and then, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next six episodes. We're going to get a heist next. I think we're going to spend a bit more time with Luthen and Mon on Coruscant afterwards. But are we going to get like a six months later type thing? I That's the only thing that worries me as well about the show is as much as I am loving the show, I do kind of worry about how little time they've got to tell a five-year story without making it feel like they are just putting in cards saying six months later, three months later, two months later. I know we don't need to see every single day in the life of these people, but I do kind of wonder how they're going to flesh that all out. But um yeah the 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 mon the mothma stuff is interesting i'm looking forward to seeing how that all um ties up big boy and yeah i think next next week we're definitely going to be getting that um the the heist we know but they, they've set it up with lieutenant gorn who's gorn who's the insider mm. played by Saul Rimmel. i like that guy he's a lad he is he's yeah, basically like saying guy. to people oh look we've got a redu- we've got a skeleton squad skeleton crew working tomorrow night when we've got this event going on you know and then the guys are like oh can we can we go and watch it because it's we don't want to be stationed here and not see it and he's like yeah you watch it paint the walls the next day because he needs that that garrison that station to be as empty as possible so they yeah so his buddies can get in and out so we see his side of it and uh that that's that was my favorite part of the episode was yeah i think me too it was him um and we find out as well that he fell in love with a local woman which is why when somebody this is the Dani, the locals earlier on in the episode, he kind of looks like he's going to leather them, but he fell in love with a local woman. He lost a promotion because of it. He lost the woman, which I assume means she was executed. Um, oh, execution. Sorry. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Slightly insensitive, but there we go. Um, and now he, ha- and now he's got no love for the empire. Mm. So I've, again, interesting. It's not just, why is it? Why is he a turncoat? Well, I don't know. Cause he is. Yeah. There is yeah. reason here. There's reason. Um, yeah. And again, he might buy it as well. I think before before we do our ratings, we're going to have to do a we're going to have to do our our Deadpool who who ain't making out of next week. But yeah, I really liked Gorn's story in in this episode and how that worked in with the team in itself and and those kind of last few scenes with them overlooking the base. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And again, beautiful scenery beautiful scenery oh, in this episode um and it, it was good to see the temple again like the the jedi ish place you know we're seeing that and you're like all oh, right okay so that's where the people will be it's gathering like board on it yeah yeah they were like oh target <laughs> practice you know get this stuff away all uh, like, oh, right okay we're doing that we're doing that yeah that's all right that's all right yeah i think this episode's strength is that it gave a lot of the people involved, it, well, it's not that it gave them, but it told us as the audience why they all kind of are part of a rebellion and why they maybe want revenge, right? And I think they use that word, revenge. Um, uh, they do, yes. In, in, in the show. And again, it's blurring the dark and the light, I feel, because revenge, obviously, you relate with to, to Revenge of the Sith. You know, revenge isn't necessarily a light side trait um so there's there's that as well 
And that's what Rogue One did brilliantly, didn't it? It blurred kind of what warfare is. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're anti-war, right? Yep. You know, Star Wars is in principle meant to be pacifist and defensive as opposed to offensive. So um, I think that's super interesting. I think a lot of that's going to play out next week. One thing I did know, Luthen is back there and he's he's trying to get updates he's like reloading he's reloading his fantasy football app <laughs> trying to see how many points he's got this week on the old <laughs> fantasy football did he captain harland if he didn't I why did. didn't he come on yeah i did of course what a lad come of course on. we did Kush did well, Kush what did. A monster. manchester derby <laughs> have it what a monster Absolute beast, mate. Absolute beast. Um, there you go. Sorry, a bit of uh, English Premier League. Uh, yeah, sorry, bit guys. of banter there. Now, back <laughs> to the galaxy. Back to the galaxy. Um, <laughs> forgot what uh, I was Luthen. saying. Luthen. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? There was, there was last week. There was some um, imagery images going around. Like, oh, is that? Are they holocrons in the background? And uh, this week, you seem clear as day. Like the Jedi and Sith holocron. It looks yeah. like anyway. Yeah. Uh, in the background of Luthen's shop, uh, which is pretty snazzy. I like pretty it. Pretty snazzy. And we've still got the Kyber crystal in there. So again, I suppose that in itself is a reminder that this is, this is Star Wars going back to my earlier point. Um, but no, all in all, all in all, I enjoyed this episode. It's not my favorite. And part of me really wanted more, really wanted more from the end of this episode i think this podcast recording session has been good for for me anyway just to kind of vent and get some of those feelings out but you know what i'm still i'm still you know i'm still feeling more or less the same i think i've just made a bit more sense of the mess (laughs) that's in my that's in my head yeah i mean if you had it your way would you rather have had the three episodes last week like if you're being um, completely honest, completely if I'm being honest. completely honest and transparent, I would have loved to have seen this arc drop as a three episode arc as well. I yeah. think we again, but it's that kind of consumerism and that fast food nature. We we're talking about that. We were spoiled with the first three because we got them all in one go. And we, when we got that sense feeling of, Oh, thank God we got that third one. Cause we needed it. We haven't got that now. And yeah. we're, we're kind of in that zone now. We're like, Oh, we need it. So yeah, it being transparent, I would have loved no. to have seen four, five, and six drop at once. And I'm going to say the same, I'm sure, about seven, eight, and nine. The the irony is, the irony is, I hear, I hear you, and it's only since we've said it again and we've kind of recapped it again. Recap, oh, is oh. that Disney essentially just wants you coming back each week? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking at a piece of art, I would actually argue that artistically, it maybe works better in arcs. Right, and that yes. from a consumer point of view, it, it's actually better to stretch it out, oh, to stretch that bad boy yeah. out. Yeah, so but, but interestingly enough, the metrics are saying less people are talking about this show on YouTube, on Twitter. There isn't as yeah. much engagement or trending activity with this show, which is on on, on again to add another layer to what you've just said, which is entirely correct. That yeah, week by week, it keeps people subscribed. But people aren't necessarily talking about it as much as they were with Boba, Obes, and Mando, or the sequel nah. trilogy films, which nah. I, I think is a shame because I do think this show as a whole is will be better than almost all of those uh, when we get when all is said and done, or at least certain the first season. But um, we're not; nobody's really talking about it, and that is, you know, that comes down to the product as well. You know, they've, you've, you've got to get people talking, but and the show is like this one, like this episode, is favouring story. And growth over, 
you know, big moments. I think, mm. again, I think episode which six, nice. with, which, yeah. And I think episode six with the heist, we're going to get some moments where we're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, we're going to mm. see this uh, asteroid celebration thing. We're going to see the rebellion, this, this first uh, rebel cell, like, have it basically and i think um, i think we are going to see some people biting the dust but with the ending of this the one thing i will say is i think this one actually ended on more of a cliffhanger hanger-esque than any of the other ones when lufen says or when his assistant says it'll all be over this time tomorrow and he says mm. or it'll just be starting obviously talking about yeah. the rebellion and we're like okay that is a boss way to end it um and i love that we see him vulnerable like he's like i shouldn't have put cassian in there uh, you know uh, that was a stupid thing for me to do when he's nervous he he knows how big this is but he's not at all pretending to be stoic and stiff up a lip he's like this, what have i done basically um so i love seeing luthan at the end and i think next week we're going to get a bigger episode in terms of things to talk about that are more memorable but i think like we've said we've there was quite a lot in here like smaller moments that we've picked out i think I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Cyril's mom. <laughs> Cyril's mom. <laughs> yeah, it going on. on. She actually she certainly makes a mean cereal. I'll give so, her that. Mate, um, come on. Like that alone, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for Cyril's mom and her snarky attitude. And she got it going on. And Cyril, the last thing we see of him, he's staring at Clay, Cassie and Andor's hologram, hologram. He's not done. Oh. He wants to bring the man who brought him down down so that is exciting but um exciting. Bef- before we give any kind of ratings then mate we've mentioned it ad nauseum the deadpool who, out of this gang and i've got the names if you can't remember them who do you think is going down next week um vel mm-hmm. and nemic Ooh, yeah okay yeah i nemec. do i yeah i think got him as well. Vel. really I've got, I've got nemic and skeen are going down Okay. Oh, yeah. I could see. The that. reason being is that they were the they were the two. Other than they were the two, I think had the most kind of emotional speeches in this episode. Like Skeen's, like I'm doing it for my brother, and here's my tattoos, and blah blah. They didn't get a black series figure. They didn't get a black series figure, so they're, <laughs> they're gone. And Nemix, like, oh, I'm, you know, everyone loves Nemix, so he's clearly going to get a bullet in the face. So um, <laughs> I think he's got. I think fair. Gorn might go as well. I think Lieutenant Gorn might be for the chop. But um, wow! I think Nemec and Skeen are definitely going down. Tamarin, uh, Taramin, sorry, the leader of the squad at the minute. To be to be honest, mate, I have also got a feeling that they all might go, and this might be an absolute disaster. And Clem might be the only one who gets out. Avil and Sinta, they we we don't know where they are. They're somewhere else, so they might survive. But I think Cassian's going to be the only one who comes out of this now. Thinking about it, yeah, maybe. And Cassian's going to be in Imperial garb oh yeah you know i don't know i don't know no, exciting stuff mate exciting stuff yeah this to is look forward to yeah yeah I'm, I, I again i suppose it's done its job in that i'm really looking forward to next week i'm desperate to see next week's episode mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing that's a no. really really good they thing left you wanting more yeah yeah for sure for sure so keeping all of that in mind everything we've spoken about may boy i suppose that leaves us i think with the ratings is that right is that yeah um, who's gonna go first? you go first i go first i think um, it's your turn in it oh you man go first. um I, can't, I think i gave the last one 8.2 or 8.3 this did, one yeah. i do feel was a more of a connective episode so i'm going to go uh, i really should plan this in advance but i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with a solid 
seven. Cassian Ander. So out of ten. Cassian Ander. So seven out of ten for me, which even now I'm thinking, you know, I could stretch to a 6.8, but seven I'm going to go because I didn't hate the episode. I know far from it. I really enjoyed it, but I do think it is very much going to connect. I think next week we're going to look back and be like, yeah, episode five was ace in compared now with with what we know. So what about you, Mm. mate? How many ponders are you going to give this one? Uh, the ponder babbers, mate. I'm going to give it. Are you ready? You I'm ready? ready. I'm going to. I'm going to chop. I'm going to chop Ooh. a ponder babber in half. <laughs> <laughs> ponder babber. That's what. That's the noise, mate. So that's him. Laugh. I'll give it six and a half ponder babbers out of ten ponder babbers. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, that's. I would say that's good. I think it's a yeah, good score. That was, that's good when you consider like a five is right down the middle. Leaves room, you know I mean? leaves so. plenty of room for imp- not improvement for expansion. If you give it like a nine out of ten, you've only got one mark. In that, what are you going to do in that one mark? Yeah, giving it a sixty-five. Uh, sixty-five percent isn't a bad score. Six point five out of ten, mate. I've gone seven, so I think there's room for the show to expand upon that. I don't need whiz bang wallop every week. I don't need it. I'm no, quite no, happy for sure. with what we're getting. But like you said, like you say, there was definitely the feeling that they were building to something here and we knew we weren't going to get that something until next week. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm I'm as per usual, buzzing. Buzzing to see some more Andor, some more of Cyril's mum, hope hopefully <laughs> some B two emo, you know, yeah, again. Bix back. Um but do you know what? I, I think I think we're pro- once next week's episode rolls in, and I think this is very much the case with most Disney Plus Star Wars shows. I'm pretty sure we've we've seen all the marketing material by next week. Um, That's it. Like everything beyond that will be new footage. I think so. The only thing I could think oh, of is that kind of like Maz Kanata geezer who was like a, a who's like stitching people up. I remember that guy in the trailer. Um, oh yeah, and, and the, the clones. clones. Yeah. yeah, the clones, but. Now, how's that going to fate factor in? What are they doing? Are they surely they can't be on Ferrix because they would have surely been um, boshed off like fourteen years later. But it's going to be a flashback, isn't it? Oh, you hope so? Well, he he certainly looked a lot younger in the in the footage we saw. But yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to next week. I think you're right. I think we're going to have seen everything uh, in it. This episode was good. You know, Clem's in it for the money. We got that. We saw Cyril's mum. We found out about Uncle Harlow, big boy in the galaxy, apparently. Um, <laughs> we saw the last of the galactic goats. There was a toast to the rebellion. Um, yeah. Everything oh, I wanted. Mountain gold. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get slaughtered or eaten in the next few, in the next few weeks was by it, the Imperials. Wasn't it their milk they were having? And yeah, like, drink milk or something like that. Yeah. It's horrible. He just flings it flings it away but that's what um, happens when you put oat milk in like a cup of tea or something oh mate i did that yesterday i like oat milk but not in my tea i love i love oat milk man oat milk in a coffee is absolute flaming coffee i'm here for yes. it yeah not in here my tea though mate i yeah, almost no, did no, it no, and but... threw it all over my work computer but, yeah um well that'll <laughs> do it then my friend do you have anything else you want to say about episode five before we call it a day uh anything else and uh, anything else no <laughs> do you know what i'm in a sequel mood now just putting that out there. Sequel trilogy mood. Same. Just putting some, it out there. I want some Kylo so. in my life. And that's uh, the beautiful thing. We can do that. We can watch Smandor, have the greatness, and then shove on some Book of Boba Fett and watch a little lizard go up his nose and him yeah. trip out and go find a stick. Or come back and make a... And get beaten around the head with pacing. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We're the franchise with it all. Yeah. Yes. No one competes. Come collect. Right. 
That's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's how we're going to sign off this week. Well, that is it then for Andor Recap Episode 5. We'll be back, of course, next week with Episode 6, where we well, we assume it's going to be the culmination of this arc and we're going to get a heist on the garrison. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Are we being too harsh? Are we not being harsh enough? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you think it was a bit naff? Either way, let us know. Keep your opinions respectful, of course. Lukey Boy, where can the world find us online? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, the lot. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Um, Have you got any thoughts? any spicy thoughts on Andor, then email us drop us a voice note to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk and uh, don't forget about the patreon patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions we love it if you want to support the show for free you can do by leaving us a five star review and rating on your podcast provider of choice every rating and review bumps us up the algorithm gets more listeners in and means we can hear from more of you each and every week Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your nan, tell your dad, tell your cousin, tell your nearest Ewok, tell Cousin Anders uh, Gloves. <laughs> tell tell your neighbour, tell whoever. Uh, the more the merrier, the castle spicy. Uh, castle got a mention as well. We mentioned that already, didn't we? Yeah, We do love that. Uh, tell Cyril Khan's Mavna that this is the podcast she's looking for. Mavna. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke. Mavna. <laughs>